Hey, buds. Thank you for tuning into today's episode when you can literally be doing anything else. If you guys are somehow liking the content that we're putting out for you guys weekly, please feel free to leave a like or a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at the Fantasy Buds Podcast. You can leave a like or comment. And you can subscribe to us. And if you even for some reason decide you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Buds Podcast to keep up with all of our daily advice and shenanigans. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. That's fucking crazy. I, I went on FFPC and I was looking at like contests and stuff and like other leagues. They have... Flash you. <laughs> anyway... Um, they, they, uh, yeah, they have, um, like $25,000 leagues and shit. Not $25,000. Imagine having money for around $10,000 leagues, like. Welcome back, buddies. From a long absence, uh, we had some complications last week. Some, some sicknesses spread around. Not me, though. I'm good. I'm not like that. But, however, some of our co-hosts have been sick, but we get Mark back. Uh, however, Tim is busy saving babies from burning buildings, so we have Plank in his place. Welcome, Plank. Hopefully, Plank will have a lot of good input today. You happy about your first episode? Awesome. You got to admire a guy like Tim. Yeah. What he's up to. Yeah, he's just, you know, saving people out of car accidents and he's volunteering at soup kitchens. Helping old ladies across the street. He's just Superman. So, Dynamite guy. That's enough about Tim for today. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. A lot has happened in this A past lot has week. happened since the last time we recorded. And we are now at the halfway point in the season. And uh, at this point, Christian McCaffrey has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers. It's insanity. What do you think about that? So when, when it first happened, my, my Kyle Shanahan running back bias immediately was like, oh, okay, you know, well, he'll probably get like 15 touches a game and they'll still use Jeff Wilson and Kyle Juszczyk, but... The more I think about this, the more I think this is actually really great for McCaffrey. Um, I mean, just just think about it. It's not it's just the X's and O's of it. Like he's going from the Panthers, who are arguably probably one of the worst offense, if not the worst offense in the league, to the 49ers, who obviously it doesn't even need to be said way better team, better offense, better quarterback, better coach. He's going to have more scoring opportunities. I believe that plenty of checkdowns are going to be there with Jimmy G. Yeah, know. I think this is probably the best uh, possible landing spot for him because if you just think about the draft capital that they gave up to get him. They gave um, a whole draft almost. They gave up their entire draft next year, everything they had left just to get him. This is a win-now move, so they are going to be using him. And the thing I love about this offense is the screen game. He is going to get so many screens, and in a PPR league, he's going to be a monster. I mean, think about what he's doing with the Carolina Panthers and how worse off of a team they are versus being on the uh, the 49ers. He's got Debo playing with him, George Kittle. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than any quarterback they've had there, which is an upgrade over Sam Darnold and and uh, what's his face? The Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Oh yeah, that nobody. And um, PJ Walker. Yeah, he's better than all of them. So they have a better coach, and I think it's a more competitive division to where there will be more high-scoring affairs. More shootouts. This is the bottom line is even if he, let's say he loses a few touches, like maybe he doesn't get like 20 to 25, they're going to have way more scoring opportunities than the Panthers ever will. I think his touches are going to be more valuable. I think so as well. That he gets. So I think if you took Christian McCaffrey, whether it was one or in the top five, I think everybody's been very happy, except for this week, but we kind of expected him to have a light workload since, you know, he just joined the team like a couple days days prior. Yeah, Yeah. four days ago. So can't expect dynamite from him. He's going to have a full, he's going to have a full week of practice and learning the playbook. And I think this week coming out, he's going to, he's just going to fucking eat. I'm telling you, those Debo screens that you see where he's literally just out in the flat just pass it straight to him and just let him run up the field. I think we're going to see that a lot with Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be averaging 10 yards a touch, and I'm super excited to watch. I've held on to him. I've believed in him through all the injury scares, and I think he's about to just go fucking nuclear the rest of the season. I'm definitely buying it, that move. I I didn't in the beginning, but I'm definitely buying it the more it settles in. Because it gets annoying because you think Kyle Juszczyk is – taking away a lot of touches whenever you see him in the game because you think the starting running back should get those touches. But if you look at his logs, he's had like 15 touches all year long. Yeah. Total. So it's, it's it, he's not really, he's going to get a full workload. I, I am fully confident that Christian McCaffrey will have 20 to 25 touches. Yeah. I mean, if, if you held on to Elijah Mitchell, I'm sorry. You yeah. Know, he, I'm being one of those people. He's been on my IR Me all too. year. If you held on to him, I'm like, He's useless now. Yeah, it's, I mean, he might get. He'll probably get be be relegated to a change of pace. Right I would, now. or they'll keep. They will have Elijah Mitchell and CMC on the field at the same time, which, which possibly. I can also see. I think he would be over Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Wilson's obsolete at this point. I would probably hold on to Elijah Mitchell if you can. Don't feel like you're forced to. If there's somebody else better on the waiver wire, you can pick up, and then you need to drop him. That's fine, but. If you can hold him and leave him in the IR spot, he could possibly step into a role if, God forbid, Christian McCaffrey also uh, can't stay healthy the rest of the season at some point. They're going to need somebody to play. So Elijah Mitchell is Christian McCaffrey's handcuff as far as I'm concerned when he comes back healthy. And, you know, I would still have Elijah Mitchell and a lot of the waiver running backs, probably any of them, to be honest. They're all dart throws. Yeah. One injury and there, there's a starter. Every single so. one of them. Even if you picked up Gus Edwards or Michael Carter, like it's all there. And Michael Carter now is teammates with James Robinson. You know, I was really excited for the Michael Carter pickup. Um, now, Brees Hall getting going down is a shame. He was about to be the rookie of the year. League winner. Probably league winner for a lot of teams. It, it's honestly a shame what would happen to him. And... But now, I, I thought we were, uh, I was like, great, we're about to get last year Michael Carter now. And he's about to, you know, play most of the downs. 
Now they traded for James Robinson. Nope. And which I love the move. I, I like the move for James Robinson more because I think that Robinson is built more to be on the field more. Michael Carter is not built like a workhorse back. He's not built like a three. And the Jets know this, which is why they brought in James Robinson. And we've seen James Robinson be good this season. We've seen him be good in the past. You know, I he's he's going to get all the goal line work. He's probably going to score most of the time. Jets run the ball a lot. He's going to probably score a lot of the touchdowns for them as a team, to be honest. I personally believe he is going to get the starting, like, the RB1 role. He probably will. In that offense. And this is an offense that wants to run the ball. They are not throwing it like they were with Joe Flacco, with Zach Wilson at the helm. I think they want to run the ball, and I think James Robinson's going to get a lot of work. You don't just trade for a running back. No. Whether it's, you know, a couple of draft picks or your entire draft, like, you're going to use that player if you're drafting for them. So I think... And I think if they were just going to stick with Michael Carter and Ty Johnson and felt like that they were comfortable with those players, they wouldn't go out and trade for James Robinson. No, and I mean, even a fifth-round pick, like, that's something. That They're is still something. giving that's up. That's a player. That fifth-round pick could be Damian Pierce. I don't know, or, you know, just somebody. Damian Pierce was a fourth-round pick, but still, like, you can get guys in these, especially skill position players, You can, and, you know, offensive linemen, you can get these guys in those right. You're still giving off something of value for the least valuable position. And Michael Carter, like I said, he he was banged up last year, couldn't stay healthy last season when he was pretty much the three down back at certain points in the year for them. He's probably going to be in like a change of pace, kind of roll third down back kind of thing. And James Robinson's going to get the early downs. He's going to get the touchdowns. I like the move. I do like it. What do you think, Plank? I totally agree. It's just, that's very interesting. <laughs> um, Thanks, man. But now without James Robinson, just let you guys know, if you held Travis Etienne all year, you didn't bite on any low ball trade offers, maybe you even got frustrated, you got really pissed off and you dropped him oh, at one point. I was thinking about dropping I Travis I was also, Etienne. when I had him, I was also thinking about dropping him at one point. Congratulations. But it's no, paying off for you. It's Travis ETN running back one season. Uh, I'm very mad. I for traded him away. The last, th the for three straight games, he has had over 100 scrimmage yards. Scrimmage yards. So now he's about to get the full workload in Jacksonville. They just traded away James Robinson, and he was the only guy that really could have taken touches away. Jamichael Hasty, I don't give a fuck. He's not gonna. <laughs> it's 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 Travis ETN, and if you held on to him, you're probably one of the teams that it's very hot right now. Like when I. I was one and three having them start off the season, and now I'm four and three. Like things can uh, turn around very quickly in fantasy football. I feel like Travis Etienne. He's had a big run like every single game he's played in. He's so explosive. This he's, year. he's he wants to rip off a long touchdown, and he's ripped off long runs. And he's had some fumble problems this year, but clearly the Jaguars don't really give a fuck about that because. If you're really worried about your running backs fumble issues, you're not going to trade away who's very reliable, you know, a guy like James Robinson. Yeah. He also got no touches this past Sunday. Yeah, like like, like ETN played, I, I, I think it was 80% of the snaps he played this week. Yes, uh, he played. Or something like that. Yeah, let me look up the numbers. He, he played a large role Sunday. 
He had 19 touches, to be exact. I remember that. And look, nobody's going to complain about 20 touches a game either. No. Like, that's elite usage. That's a running back one. You're getting 20 touches a game. He's probably... I think he's going to be a league winner moving forward because this is a team he's going to get thrown to a ton. Like, he's the only, he's the only guy there. He's going to get his targets. He's going to get the touches. He's going to get the goal line carries. He is officially an RB1. I think he's shaping up to be the best rookie running back now. Well, he's not a rookie, technically, but he he, he he's shaping up to be that league-winning young running back. I, I mean, even over guys like Damian Pierce. Like, I love Damian Pierce, but he's not explosive like ETN is. ETN no. could rip you off a 75-yard TD. And, you know, if you play with bonuses, that could win you a game right there. Yeah. You know, I mean... And his... About his usage, he had 82% of the snaps. Yeah, 82. 14 carries, 5 targets, 119 total yards, and a touchdown. James Robinson only had 17 touches. Or 17% of snaps. See, and it's like 82% of the snaps... That is like last season Jonathan Taylor numbers. Like, this is insane usage. If you held on to him, congratulations. You know, I mean, and it's I, paying off for you now. And I think if you're a team that had James Robinson as a handcuff or ETN as a handcuff, if you had both of them, you won big time. You now have two starting caliber running backs that you can just slide into your lineup. I think James Robinson, he's going to have enough practice this week to where um, he could start and get a significant workload uh, this Sunday when he's playing for the for the Jets. And yeah, let's fire ETN to the moon. I am so excited yeah. about him. Stock he's, is to the moon. He is... Hopefully you bought him low. Hopefully you didn't drop him or trade him like I did. I fucking traded him. Hopefully you didn't trade him. You held on to him, and... You gotta stop trading. I know, I just need to never you trade just, again. You, it never works for no, you. No, never works. I just don't even want to ever trade again. It always works for the other person. Yeah, somehow. I, I should have known with Tom, but... What did you even get for him? CD Lamb. Which looks okay. good on paper. But it's like, not terrible, but... But, like, I also gave up Chris Godwin, too. And, like, Chris Godwin's not been, like, great, but he's been very steady... Like, he's yeah. just been very, like, solid. But I couldn't start Chris Goblin anyway. I had... And I'm actually kind of glad I traded for CD Lamb because Amon just got hurt again. So, uh, I had Justin Jefferson, Debo, and St. Brown. That's great. Yeah. You know, but now St. Brown is hurt. Again, concussion. We can't play around with concussions anymore. The NFL is not going to play around with them anymore after the Dolphins just almost killed Tua, basically. Yeah. You know, they're not going to fuck with that anymore. He's probably going to, he's going to miss at least one week now. So in a sense, I'm kind of glad I got CD Lamb because I don't have to worry about that. But I'm very upset I got rid of ETN. Yeah, I'm just, there were so many times, like, like I literally offered uh, Michael Pittman and Travis ETN for Kyler Murray. And I'm oh my so God. glad. Tiny would, his team would be so much better. He probably would be, would have a win by now. If, if, if he took that. I don't know why. He probably would have beat me. Uh, I get it. He said Kyler's a guaranteed 20 every week, but now like, ETN's going to get 20 touches a game. And you have Michael Pittman, who will just get pepper randomly. Who actually, these are a couple of receivers that I really want to talk about, but 
Let's talk about Michael Pittman first, getting Sam Ellinger. Yeah, because now you got a much more mobile QB. What do we think about? Do you think the targets would be better there versus Matt Ryan? I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I, I don't really see it. I don't, know, I don't know the kind of quarterback Sam Ellinger is. Like, is he going to pepper a guy? Is he going to spread the ball around? Is he going to take off 10 times a game? Like, what kind of player is he going to be? I don't even know what he was like in college. See, I personally think that the Colts are going to run a lot more. Now, I think that they're going to lean on their running backs. They they are so fucking in love with Naheem Hines. Like, they've been saying all summer how they wanted to get him more touches, and that hasn't really happened this season. It's kind of been the same old for Hines. And, you know, JT has shown he can obviously handle a huge workload. I don't know. I think they're going to run the ball more. And... I, I, I don't know how great this is for any of the Colts receivers. Um, if anything, I almost kind of like Paris Campbell with this because he's been their slot receiver. Kind of He's kind of been like the check down, move the chains kind of guy. But I, I just don't know. It's like you said, we have to see. Yeah, I'm going to be aggressively going after Paris Campbell, actually. Yeah, I, I think he's a good ad this week. Um, but I don't know. We have to see. He could blow. You know, with yeah. with with um Sam Ellinger, but how, how much worse could he be than Matt Ryan? True, he's been pretty awful because like, Matt Ryan's hasn't been anything. It's not like Matt Ryan's hurt and it's been high flying. Like when Matt Ryan was healthy, it was fucking awful. Michael Pittman's already kind of been up and down as it is. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe with Sam Ellinger. A new time, a, a fresh new time starter might go to the best weapon more often than not. I would hope so. I mean, if I was a quarterback being thrust into the starting job, I'm probably going to think maybe I should throw it to the best receiver. To my that best I have. receiver. Yeah. You know, let's not get cute. So I don't know. Maybe they have more scoring opportunities. Maybe he's more in position to score more than they were with Matt Ryan instead of field goal on everybody to death. That's really what they've been doing. That's all, all year. they've been doing. So you are right in that sense. Like how much worse can it really get from Matt Ryan? I think it could be slightly better in terms of the offense moving to change just because he's probably an athletic quarterback. He's young. He can probably split a defense and go pick up a first down if needed. And I mean, Sam Ellinger wasn't a high draft pick. You know, this is kind of his chance. Yeah. You know, like he's getting a shot to... You know, low draft pick. He's 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 getting a shot to become the team starter. Like this is it. Like this is his showcase, pretty much. So it probably means a lot for him, too. Like I'm sure he's got a lot riding on this. I don't know. Like, I I, I, I kind of want to bet on the Colts offense with this. With, with you know, going with the young, unknown over like the old has been. I mean, because they haven't been scoring as it is. So, like, how much worse could exactly? It, and like, I don't think they're gonna not score at all because that's virtually what they were doing with Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, so, like at this point, Matt Ryan's a has been. I don't think. I mean, especially with that offensive line, you need somebody that's a little bit more mobile to, you know, play quarterback for the Colts this year, because Matt Ryan can't move. He never oh, was able to move. He's a statue. He gets sacked five, six times a game. So maybe Sam Ellinger can roll out and actually find Michael Pittman downfield. Maybe he actually will be willing to throw downfield 
versus Matt Ryan. So I'm willing to, I'm not going to go aggressively try and get Michael Pittman, but I am, as a Michael Pittman owner, I am interested to see how this turns out with Sam Ellinger because I think it can end up being better. Maybe more consistency from Michael Pittman. Maybe his ceiling's a little bit capped, but maybe his floor's a little bit more higher. And it's like, it's like you say, you're going to have to use your best weapon to... Well, I mean, I guess you can argue J JT is their best weapon, but I mean, I can see it being better. I do think Colts are going to run a lot more. Um, I do think so. But you still have to pass. You're yeah. going to have to pass at so some point. So I, I don't know. It's an unknown right now. We're, we're definitely going to, but I'm pretty excited to see how it goes because they've been painful to watch with Matt Ryan. They have been. I think personally, uh, you won't be able to, use like the number two receiver you probably could use the slot guy and the number one that's probably the only pass catching options i think would be able to start so probably paris campbell and michael Pittman would be usable with sam ellinger i'm not so sure about alec pierce yeah I, to be i didn't really buy alec pierce from the beginning no to I, be honest i i didn't i think it's going to be hand the ball off to jt yeah, would turn around and, and pass a first down to Paris Campbell think it's or gonna, Michael Pittman. I think it's going to be a lot of play actions, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of stuff like that. RPOs. We yeah. know Frank Wright can use RPOs. You know, did it when he was here. You know, I, I mean, I I think we're going to see more of that. I now. think you're going to see more touchdowns go Jonathan Taylor's way. I think he's going to return to form. Yeah, I think if you trade it for him, good, good on you. Yeah, I think he's going to get his standard workload, and I think this is usually a team when they need the win, they're just going to start feeding their best player. Not many workhorse backs anymore. No, we've talked about this before. So if you can get one, go and get one. But speaking of another, a totally painful anemic offense, the Broncos, what are, what are you doing? I'm selling every Bronco. I have every Bronco, even Sutton. Yeah. I'm out on this offense. Even if Russ comes back, like, we're heading into week eight now. Like, how much longer do we have to keep plugging these guys into the lineup and waiting for something to happen? Something may happen this year, but that can happen on the waiver wire or on my bench. Like, I'm sorry, but... Or someone else's team. Big enough sample. Big enough sample size. Like, even when Russ was healthy, or, or playing at least, it wasn't a good offense. I think... This coaching staff is over their head and over their head. I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think the the players have any confidence. I don't think anybody, I don't think Russ is seeing the field. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett knows what the fuck he's doing either. I think this offense is terrible. It's pathetic, and I want no parts of it. I'm selling everybody. I'm not picking up their running backs off waivers. No, I, I, mean, I don't think it's worth if it. If you're desperate enough, fine, but... I'd rather look elsewhere, like Latavius Murray, Melvin Gordon, and oh no, Mike Boone's hurt now. But even those guys, like I'd rather, like we mentioned earlier, like I'd rather go after Gus Edwards or Michael Carter, like if you really mm -hmm. need a running back, or you know, I don't even know, fucking Craig Reynolds at this point, like, like if fucking Swift keeps yeah. not playing, like maybe somebody dropped Jamal Williams. I don't know. I would rather stash Alexander Madison. Right, like I would. 
I know he's on waivers talk. in some leagues. Like I'd rather stash him yeah. than, than pick up any of Denver because if Cook goes down, we know he becomes the workhorse. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm out too. I would say the only... I do kind of like Sutton as a buy low because he still does have a floor that he seems to give you when Russ plays. Uh, he's He hasn't exploded like we've all wanted him to. He hasn't been scoring touchdowns. Like I, I just... If if you're a playoff team and you have some assets to give up, maybe some bench guys you don't really use, and you Sutton's on a team that's desperate, I'd maybe try to get him. But I wouldn't re- really be go trying to make a big trade no. for Cortland Sutton. I ended up actually trading away Cortland Sutton to the man that's absent from our podcast right now that Plank is standing in for. Uh, the trade was... Cortland Sutton and Ramondre Stevenson, which I'm not upset about Sutton, but I'm upset about Stevenson because he's looked very, very good. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, for Jalen Hurts, Pat Fryermuth, and James Robinson. So now that trade has turned into, well, James Robinson is now traded to New York, and he looks like he's going to get somewhat of a workload there. So I think that trade has worked out in my favor because I haven't had Dick for my quarterback position all year long. And I'd rather have a guy like Jalen Hurts that can really blow up in your lineup for you and win you a week. Yeah, and to be honest, Jalen Hurts just gives you that ceiling that Cortland Sutton doesn't give you. Exactly. So, I mean, I I don't know. Obviously, giving up Ramondre sucks. but But I also... In that sense, I was able to give up Ramondre because I picked up Kenneth Walker. I already had Christian McCaffrey, and I also had Travis Etienne. Kenneth Walker is going to win your fucking league, too. Uh, can like, you imagine yeah. if I get my third because of Kenneth Walker. Uh, he, he's going to win somebody their league. I, I mean, this guy's ripping off 70-yard TDs on the Seahawks. I, I mean, it's... For, he literally won he, me this past week. He, he literally just had 40... Like. He, this guy's a stud. Maybe we're going to eat our words and we're going to get some new stud running backs. Who knows? Maybe next year coming into the draft, we're talking about Brees Hall and fucking Kenneth Walker honestly, and Damian Pierce, like these guys now. But this is the thing. A lot of those guys, you're either picking up off the waiver wire or getting them late. That's why I'm. we were talking about, yes, maybe the running back position is looking a little better now, but moving forward... Maybe don't invest so much early on. Maybe we got to stop taking running backs in the first round. You know, Possibly. At this point. Like, start taking them in the third and fourth because you take guys like Josh Jacobs or David Montgomery or... I mean, I know plenty of people got Saquon in the third round. Under, I did in ours. Brees plenty Hall. Of people fit, yeah. Brees Hall was pretty late. I mean, we were fading Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker was out there. I'll admit, I was fading Brees Hall this year. Ramondre Stevenson was late. Like a lot very of the, late. Ramondre. A lot of the guys that are valuable right now were either pickups or or late draft. Now, Ramondre is pretty surprising, though, because I'll admit I'm very surprised to see Belichick using a workhorse back. Like he's we, not exactly getting the full workhorse, but he's getting a majority. He's of, getting a lot, though. I mean, he's getting over 20 touches. Oh, he like, is. That's. That's a lot for a New England, like for a Patriots running back that we've never really seen them do this. Watch, he'll go high next year. Third, third stringer. Yeah, not, not they'll find somebody else. But yeah, I'm I'm 
I am still upset that I gave up Ramondre, but I think if you can sell high and get a good player, like a great player, actually, like Jalen Hurts, and maybe fill in a need, like for me, tight end, Pat Frymuth, he's going to be a steady floor. He's solid, too. He's solid. There's not a lot of good tight ends That's what anymore. you need. You need solid. You don't need... It's either Travis Kelsey... Mark Andrews, Mark or Andrews, solid. Or you can take solid. Somebody who can give you a nice floor... Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm so excited about it. I really am. Yeah, um, um, Ramondre, though, it's cool to know that they've been like, throwing him some passes, too. So, I mean, if this keeps going the way it is, like, I, I feel like we say this about a lot of guys, but I just feel like these guys are all going to be on playoff teams. Like, these are the guys who are going to get you, you know, you're battling it out the past couple weeks. These are the guys who are going to get you those wins that you need. It's it's very rare I see, like, the top running backs that you would think, like, like Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb or, or Derrick Henry. Like, they're not really on the playoff teams. It's, like, guys that were taken late or coming out of the woodwork just out of nowhere, like Ramondre and Kenneth Walker. Yeah, because even Saquon's upside is capped. It's capped by Daniel Jones. You know, like, Saquon, is he could have a lot more touchdowns this year than he has. And he's still the 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 running back three right now. And even he's, like, he's been very he, incredible. Like, he's been great. But, like, he hasn't been getting, like, those. Since week one, he hasn't had over a 30-point game. And, no. like, those are guys, you want that from your high draft picks. You know, like you want you want them to get these are guys who should be winning you weeks, like like Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, even at Christian certain McCaffrey, points in this year. Yeah. Like, I mean, even Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen. If you took him, like these guys are winning people games. Like and you need them to. Saquon has been a great like. If he's like your second best player, you probably have a really damn good team this year. But if he's your best player, you're probably not winning that many games. I'm not. That's the problem. At least, He's been 20 a week, which is awesome. Don't, like, I'm not saying that like, that's not great. Like, he's been awesome this year. But it's like with, uh, like, CeeDee Lamb also. That's another he's guy. He's been very good, just not great. Like, and, like he he's not probably winning you many weeks. He's busted, like, one time. Other than that, he's had double digits every game. And But it hasn't been a blow-up at all. He hasn't caught, like a, like, a long touchdown. He hasn't had one of those multiple touchdown games, like, he hasn't been like an alpha receiver like we expected him to be. And but I think he, he's a buy low candidate also. Do you think CD will be better with Dak? Yes. I think so. I think they waited long enough for Dak to be healthy. I think he was healthy this past Sunday. I think that was just kind of a a rusty game because when you do change quarterbacks, it doesn't always turn out to be like a 30-point outing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's, and You need some, you need some, uh, some extra reps to get back into your groove. So I think as the season goes on, Dak, Zeke and Pollard, um, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, I think that offense will just continue to get better for fantasy. And I'm, I'm buying low on all those players. We, we, we've seen CeeDee Lamb do it before too. Like we've seen him get long touchdowns. The biggest problem with CD Lamb is they're not really involving him in the red zone, really, which kind of sucks. But like, like it, it, it kind of seems like they're using him in a more like move to chains kind of mm -hmm. role. Like 
like, like, like in a kind of like an eight to ten yards per catch kind of range. And it's like you said, that's caused him to be very solid. Yeah. He's been very solid. Like if he's like your third or fourth best player, you probably have a good team. If he's your best player or your second best player, like he was your second pick. Yeah. Something you probably don't have a good team right now. He was my second pick, but I have other but you made guys. other moves to make I up have for other him. guys to show for it. See, that's the thing. I think he was getting 10 plus targets a game with Cooper Rush. He's pr- most likely going to get that with Dak. They've been there all year. The They've been there all with, year with CD. I think targets from Dak will be more valuable than targets from Cooper Rush. And I think he will, down the stretch, be a t- be one of those players that helps you get into the playoffs. Like, he will be a part of a lot of playoff pushes. No, I think he's too good to not eventually. Like, I, I really too, think the talent is there. I've always bought his talent. Yeah, talent's there. Opportunity's there. Offense is there. Quarterback. Like, he has it all. And I think he's a guy that everybody should be aggressively going after. Yeah, I mean, I was happy to get him. I'm upset at what I gave up for him, but... I mean, getting him is nice because, you know, it gives you a good floor along with a guy like Justin Jefferson, for example, who can get you those huge, who can win you a week by himself and like Cooper Cup, like you pair him up with Cooper Cup or somebody like that because you're getting like a 15 point floor from CeeDee Lamb, who we believe eventually can easily go into like the 20, 25 point games, you know, and I don't know. I agree. I agree. I think he's going to help teams down the stretch a lot. Maybe he's not getting it done right now. Well, he is, but he's not blowing up is no. what I'm trying to say. And you need, as he was drafted very highly in, in most leagues and the expectations he's had, he should be blowing up. He really should be. And I think it's coming. And I think if whoever's listening is a CD Lamb owner, they need to hold. And if you don't have him, I think this is the time to get him because just coming back with Dak, he only had four catches for 70 yards. Like, he didn't really – it's just a decent game for a receiver. It's not terrible. I think the touchdowns will come. I think he will have more catchable passes from Dak moving forward. And his schedule moving up is also something that I'm buying into because – I know he plays Washington this this week, who, let's be honest. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He plays Chicago. He plays Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of another player. Damn. He doesn't play until the 18th. He's like, week. get your shit together. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm a little stoned. No, it's okay. No, he plays Chicago. Then he has a bye, but then he plays Green Bay, Minnesota, the Giants, Indianapolis, <laughs> Houston, Jacksonville. And Philly in week 16. And it's like that, that's a mix. There's some tough games thrown in there, but that's a lot of spicy matchups. Spicy matchups, I think, based on the teams, will be high scoring with Dallas's offense. Like, I would like the Tennessee game that's championship week. That's a spicy matchup. I think what's been working against the Cowboys is how good their fucking defense has been because their defense has been so good that they just haven't really. I, like they haven't really been needing to score. Like they haven't been in shootouts. They're not giving up a lot of points. And the Cowboys are great in fantasy when they're in shootouts. Like like they're a team where like you expect them to be in a lot of shootouts because mm-hmm. usually their defense is always pretty bad. But this year it's kind of carrying them. 
So I I do think that's working against CD, but I still think the talent's there. You know, I think he can get it done, and the targets have been there all year for him. Yeah, he's... I think he's going to be on a lot of playoff teams down the stretch. Um, let's talk about uh, DeAndre Swift. <sighs> hey, why don't you take the floor? Come on, buddy. Like, are you okay? Like, do you need I, help? I'll give him my ankle if he needs it. I don't really need my ankle. To be on, or my shoulder. To be, like, here's the issue with DeAndre Swift, what I'm worried about the most. He has two injuries, and both of those injuries show up on the report every week. Yeah. He's missed three games and four weeks now. He's even had a bye week. Now, he said himself, he almost played this week. He was leaning toward, he was making good progress in the playing this week. All it takes is one setback. This guy's done for the year. And I'll admit, I own him, and I'm worried about it. I'm just not so sure he can stay healthy. Like, this is now three straight years of just... An injury not him. And not just one injury a year. Like, multiple. Where it's like he's getting unlucky. He's had multiple each year that have made him miss significant amount of time. Like, I think he's somebody that you could probably sell high on just the name. But I'm not trusting him rest of the season. He should have been playing by now. He had a bye week. And... The worst part is what breaks my heart is just how fucking good this guy is. He's really good. Like how talented. Like this guy gashed the Eagles week one. On like 15 touches. When did a run has has when has a running back done that to us this whole season? Actually, when, besides that, Zeke, this you know, no, the Zeke past didn't. week. Zeke, Zeke scored, but you know, like he didn't fucking like I like have we really gotten gashed by a running back like that since like Swift had 15 carries and put up 150 yards on us yeah i think he's the only player that has scored 100 or not scored uh ran for 100 yards against us i watched swift catch a pass fall down with a guy near him get up take off and still score a touchdown before like this guy is amazing and that's what makes it so hard to sell him like that's what made like you want to wait for him because you know like i'm saying he's still dying austin eckler like i'm still holding to like yeah, he just doesn't play. Is the issue like, uh, fuck, man? Like this guy's amazing. I think if it you're, sucks. I think if you're already winning, he's somebody you can just hold on to. That's what I've been doing all year. Because you're seven and now, so you can afford to. Uh, I've been getting very lucky. Very but, lucky. Yeah, but at the same time, like, is it even worth trading him? Like, like, like depending I on what you can get. Like, if you can get another, if you let's say you picked up Kenneth Walker and you have. Travis Etienne and Ramondre Stevenson or like let's say you have those backs in your uh repertoire. So you could trade uh Swift and maybe get a couple receivers. Maybe like a Chris Godwin and CeeDee Lamb. Uh, or you can kind of just in my case, I would just be betting on my running back one to carry me, which is Saquon, basically, which if you're if the rest of your team is good enough, that's an okay strategy, to be honest. Like in free agency, I've just been running one running back basically the whole year, and I've been winning. You know, I, I've been running Damian Pierce fucking all year, and he's been good enough for me. to. So it's like, I really don't think you need two running backs anymore, but Swift is so good to where, like, I almost just want to hold on to him because what are you really going to get? It, 
You know, like at this point, what are you going to get for Swift? Do you think that would be a good deal? Like CeeDee Lamb and Chris Godwin for DeAndre Swift? If you're already running back heavy? And Maybe if you're a running back, but... Like, like that's the thing. Like I, I feel like with how good Swift is, like you want somebody better than that. Like, but you're not going to get that because he's been hurt all year. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to be surprised if like two weeks pass and he still doesn't play and then it's announced he's done for the year. Like, it's not going to shock me at all. So what? It, what's your plan for him? I'm still figuring that out because I don't like, because clearly like the viewers don't know as much or our listeners, but I do not have good luck with trading in fantasy. I've not made very, like trading has honestly kind of killed my teams in the past. Like I've made some bad trades. I'm not going to lie to you. And you just, you traded away Travis Etienne this year. I, I um, yeah, right. And like, but like who could have seen James Robinson getting traded? I, oh, I no. didn't see that. Well, he, even when he was there, he was still getting an uptick and yeah, I, I, I just liked trading it for CD Lamb, but, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's besides the point. That's so, not a bad player. Um, basically, I don't know. It's really hard. You don't want to sell him because of how good he is. But you've said this before. You can't really have this like crazy attachment to your players. Like you have to be willing to get rid of guys. Yeah, if you're if you're two and five, three and four, I would probably be in. I would probably gear this towards uh, two and five, maybe one and six uh, teams. Trade him, sell him high, and get. A package of players. I think I might be in the market to sell him. I think it might be in my best interest because Mike Williams just went down as well. Yeah. So and that and he's gonna miss at least a month. The high angle sprain is not a short term injury. You're gonna miss some time with that. And maybe trading him for two receivers to a team that's really desperate, just wants that you know big name because at this point, really, what he has is his name and his mm -hmm. thirty point game week one. Like, like, that's what he has of at this what point. what he can be, yeah. Yeah, and, and look, we know what he can be. Yeah. He's like, we were talking about Saquon before the year. We know who he is. We know what he can do. He just got to play. And right now, he's not playing. Yeah, so I think if if you need to win now, sell him high and get get players and, and try and win now. Because we're, we're heading into the second half of the season. And I almost want to wait until hopefully he plays one game. And then try to may, hopefully he'll have like a nice game, and then you can get rid of him. That's probably a better strategy. Get a try and get a game out of him. I'm just hoping, like you said, it doesn't turn into like a setback. Like a setback and, at some point, and he just doesn't play the rest of the year. Like, and then you're left with the, cor the corpse of DeAndre Swift. So, what do we th speaking of Mike Williams too? What do we think about the Chargers now? Because honestly. Mike Williams was actually doing very well, to be honest. Like, he was yeah. honestly having a very good year. Like, he has busted a couple times, but, I, I mean... I looked at his log, it's either been, like, three points or... Like, 30. 30. <laughs> like, it's, like, like it's, it's literally been either or. But like he's still been getting, like, double-digit targets. Like, and, and, and even his bad games, like, he's gotten targeted. So, it's like... I This is a big loss, in my opinion, if you add Mike Williams on your team. Like, I'm very upset about losing him. And... You won't. You probably won't have him until towards the playoffs. Probably towards the play. Like I mean, a high ankle sprain is not a joke. That's at least four. It's at weeks. least a month. Probably about five weeks. So he's probably not coming back until week thirteen, week twelve, maybe. And it's like I don't know how to feel about the Chargers' offense anymore. I, Besides Eckler, 
I, 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 is Justin Herbert like still hurt? He, he's got to be. He's got to be. Like, there's just no way. Like, this offense has not been as explosive as it's been. Austin Eckler, he made us eat our words. He's been fucking phenomenal. Like, I can't believe. I thought last year was starting to be, become a fluke based on the first, like, four weeks. And then he just turns it on. It's just touchdown Austin Eckler. Touchdown Austin Eckler. Everything's going his way. And, and I saw Eckler go with the first pick. In, in some mock drafts. So, I mean, I mean, you're probably not too upset, hey. to be honest with you. I mean, he's a great player. It was just, for a while, it looked like, why aren't they using him? Like, we were thinking, like, they're just not going to feed these guys anymore. Some guys, they do. But Austin Eckler's also hyper-efficient. He's still only getting, like, what, 18 He doesn't get, like, he's not in, like, the Derrick Henry, Saquon... He's not getting 30 touches. Uh, you know, he's not going to get to the 25, 30 touch, but like you say, he doesn't need it. No, he's he's, he's hyper-efficient. Every, every time he touches the ball, he has a chance to score. Great receiving back, too, obviously, and that's very valuable in PPR. But I don't really know how I feel about any of these receivers. Like, like I almost feel like this is going to turn into a Kansas City situation where it's just a bunch of guys getting like five targets. Now, Juju blew up this week, but I mean, like, one of them's going to blow up eventually. Like, it's shit, but I, I think it's going to be a bunch of guys getting like five, maybe six, seven targets, and they're all going to be in like the four catch range, three catch range. Like, even Josh Palmer, like I, I honestly liked him before the year, but I just don't really know with him. Keenan Allen is old and has been banged up. I don't even know how I feel about Keenan Allen at this point. You know, I mean, it's concerned me at how long it's taken for him to come back. He's supposed to, I mean, he played this week. On a snap count. On a snap count. He's going into a bye and he'll be back for week nine. But, like, the fact that it's a hamstring issue and he, without all that time, I would probably wait a game before I play him. Then, like, I would probably wait until week 10 to see yeah. if, like, there's any re-aggravation or more of a snap count because I ended up just playing him this past week just because he was playing. Because I I figured, like, oh, the one week I don't start him, he'll get two touchdowns from Justin Herbert. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll roll the dice with him. And I'm just, I'm just going to be cautious with him moving forward just because I don't, I'm not so sure his, how he's going to hold up with his hamstring or any other injuries, injuries he's been Hiding probably, and and that is an injury that tends to nag. Yeah, as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not real. I think this is really going to hurt the Chargers, to be honest. Um, if you have Mike Williams, maybe you know look to make a trade. You know, look to make. I, I mean, the receiver waiver wire is pretty dry right now, in most leagues. I mean, maybe look to pick up Paris Campbell or somebody, but Wandale Robinson, yes, or somebody like that, but. I mean, I don't know. I might be looking to make a trade. I would be looking to trade at that point. For me, also, in the past uh, two weeks, we also lost Marquise Brown. Yeah, That's been... So, losing Brees Hall, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams. These guys are all good players. These guys are all good players, and it's such a shame that we just they just drop like flies, it seems like. But Marquise Brown going down, no... I mean, what about DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be a stud. We saw 
just vintage. Vintage. <laughs> Andre, okay, y'all. Andre Yards. First game back. We were worried about the PEDs. Like we're worried might, about him being old. He might not be that good. Same old back. shit. Nah, Same he's, old, no. sad, like he's just He's perfectly fine. Th- if you held on to him and you're a playoff team. Yeah. And you like if you have like five, six wins and you held on to him you're all about year. To go on a long run. It, you you might not lose a fucking game all year, depending on what your team like I, I mean, I, I don't blame Tim for not trading him. Now and yeah. kind of holding on to him like he was his little little child, pretty much. Because he wasn't hurt. No, he was just not playing. He's still practicing. Still practicing. He was waiting to play. So he's still same old DeAndre Hopkins. He's still going to get the same target share. So what? If you bought him low, congratulations. Yeah, I mean there there were a lot of teams that were losing with him on the bench. So might have gotten desperate. Might have gotten desperate. Made a move. I got mean, rid of him. He probably would have been the first player I moved if I was like a. Like an 0-4 team or 0-5 if I had him. Yeah, because he's just not playing yeah. for you. You want guys that play. It makes sense. It makes sense. It sucks, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. But, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins coming back. I'm, I wish I had some shares of him, if I'm yeah, being honest. Yeah, because I, I kind of, I won't lie, I kind of faded him everywhere. I did too, because... Uh, he wasn't playing. Well, we're at the midway point now in the season. The so hindsight like, is twenty twenty, obviously. Yeah. Like, we're in week seven, so, like, we, this is the first week we're heading into, we're in week seven, heading into week eight, so this is the first time that DeAndre Hopkins had any playing time, so, we're, we were waiting a long time, this is almost two months now, fantasy football. I'll tell you one thing, so, that I would have rather taken DeAndre Hopkins than a guy like fucking Michael Thomas, for example. Yeah, why don't we talk about him now? His? I, I, I think he's not going to play the rest of the season. I really do. Like, I, I wish I traded him after this. I, I wanted to trade him after week two, but I was too afraid to because I was like, he's doing well. See, that's why I mean you can't get attached to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we should have seen this coming. Guy hasn't played in two years, basically. He's over 30. Like, like, like we should have just seen this coming with him. I think at least I think sit- he's over 30. I think he's just sitting at home just collecting a check. Like, like he hasn't, he's not even practicing. Like, I mean, you're, you're, you're really going to tell me he's 29, my bad, but still about like to be 30, you're, you're about to be 30 and you haven't played in two years already. So look, I, I mean, I don't know what to do with Michael Thomas at this point. It's like, you have to just wait and hope like, that's really all you can't trade him. You can't drop him. You can't either. drop him. Who are you going to pick up? You know, like, I mean, who are you really going to pick up to replace Michael Thomas? Cause because when he plays, he's honestly been good. When he plays. But he's played. But he's not playing. Three games. Two and a half, basically, because he went out a third game early. But, I mean, he hasn't even practiced, though. Yeah, I think. I think you're right about that. I think he's going to end up not playing. Like, didn't that happen last year? I think so. He was supposed to come back. It was like four games. And, and then, then it just eventually out for the year. And I just eventually, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe he just really doesn't give a shit. He's just getting his check. Waiting and, for a trade. And just waiting for a trade. Like, like, I don't know. The Saints aren't good anymore. No, I mean, he doesn't have Drew Brees throwing to him. You think I mean, he, they're, they're what, mid. He, they're okay, but. You think he really cares to play on a losing team with Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton and Jameis Winston? Giving Taysom Hill touches. Out of, yeah. like, I mean, like, I, I don't think he wants I to be there. Him. He's getting paid and he's probably. Just sitting on his ass. Like, I don't blame him. And it's like, it sucks because of how well he was doing when he was there. Like, he was looking like a steal. That's why I didn't want to trade him. But 
He can't get too attached to these guys. I hope you sold him high because, like I said, I, I just don't think, I, I really don't think he's going to play for the rest of the year. Yeah, I just feel like he's just, he can't play without Drew Brees. He just doesn't want to. Maybe he's done. I mean, I, I don't know. Look at Gronk. He only played, he only stuck with Tom Brady. Yeah. Like any any other time, he just, he retired. Maybe it's how I it, think. I mean, Drew Brees is a pretty good quarterback to want to play with. So, yeah, I mean, I mean the it, 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 it's kind of hard to, I guess, come into the league and play with Drew Brees the whole time. And then all of a sudden, you wake up and you have Andy Dalton. Yeah, literally. And on some, on some plays, Taysom Hill even, possibly throwing you the ball. Even Jameis Winston. But yeah, I wouldn't want to. I want to. I wouldn't want to deal with that shit anyway. It's um. It's a migraine. If you have Michael Thomas, he's he's been a weekly headache for you. The app, even the ESPN app, even gave out an update that he was very likely to play against Cincinnati. And he did a couple weeks then. And and he just hasn't like he's. I don't think he's practiced one time since he's been hurt. Yeah, maybe try and sell him on the name. Maybe try yeah. to package him. I would try and yeah, you, he could probably be a package. Maybe you got a Saints fan in your league. You, you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll hit Good off Christian. Good but luck. I, but yeah, it's a tough situation it's, for it's sure. Tough. Um, you know who else is tough? Tua Tagovailoa. He already came back in week seven. Back already. It's great for the fantasy and the Dolphins' offense, but. I'm, I'm kind of worried about Tua, like, as a person. Yeah, I'm so, not so sure this is a great idea. Like, I feel like like we have a neurosurgeon who is an expert in this kind of stuff come out and say he should never play again. So, I, I mean, I don't... Now, look, I get that's drastic. Like, this is this guy's dream. Like, this is his... Like, I, I get it. You don't want to give that up. But we've talked about CTE on here before. You know, I'm, I'm worried about Tua. I just hope that he's smart and that he learns how to avoid con. Well, you're not going to avoid contact, but you know how, well, to keep, how to protect himself. He needs to take the Peyton Manning approach. Like literally, somebody comes around the edge, he just goes down. He goes down. You got to protect yourself. Like, like these guys know how to get hit. Like Cooper Cup, I've watched him a lot because I've had him in fantasy. He knows how to get hit. This is not the biggest dude in the world. This guy constantly catches passes over the middle in traffic, and he gets drilled. He gets ready. He knows how to get hit. He knows how to take on. Like, you have to know how to do this, especially as a QB. You're getting hit nonstop. Yeah. You know, you got to know how to take contact, know how to just go down. You know, and like, I get it. You don't want to go down. You know, you want to stay up. You don't want to let your team, but it's a business decision. I feel yeah. like, like. To his first game, he, he was out there, like, trucking dudes, like, head first. Yeah, I'm like, dude. Can't do that anymore. Like. You realize what happened to you? Can't do it. And it's like, Tua's going to want to play for a big contract. You know, like, yeah. he's going to want to play for that As he money. should. And you're right. He should. He should want to get his money. But I mean, this is his one chance to get basically set for, for, for the rest set of Set off your kids. Set up his, their, their Even, kids, too. Like, like it's huge for him. You're set. You're millions and millions of dollars. I, I, I don't blame him, but... I just hope it ends up working for him and he doesn't do any more damage. So aside from Tua as a person, fantasy-wise, I great, think obviously. it's great for the offense. I think Raheem Mostert, he's, I can't believe he's the RB1. Um, Chase Edmonds, that was a failed experiment. Honestly. Obsolete. 
Absolutely, he's he's completely fucking useless. And I don't even know why they signed him. Like, why'd you even pay him? If yeah, you're I don't know why him, they like, signed. Why? I, why did you pay him? Maybe it's from Mike just McDaniel cause... being a first year head coach. Yeah, whatever. But, like, I guarantee you, next year he'll just have he'll be twenty five touches a game, literally. Yeah. But Tua, I mean, um, uh, Tyree Kill and and uh, Jalen Waddle, I think those two will go back to stardom with him at the helm. I think. Even targets from 75% of Tua is probably better than Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. I mean, to me, Tyreek's been pretty QB proof, to be honest. Ty- like, yeah, Tyreek, he's going to get his. He's just that good. Draft this guy in the first round every year. But in, more so in, in Jalen Waddle, I think I think it's going to help him. I think he's he's a guy that kind of... You could probably buy low on, I think. I feel like even as a Jalen Waddle owner myself, I want to hold on to him. Yeah, I think you should hold him. He's been pretty decent, but I feel like like it doesn't feel like he has been. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would hold him just because we've already seen like the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely hold him. He could rip off 40 for you. Yeah, and like who are you going to trade him for at this point? Hey, well, if you're a struggling team, I would probably package him for another receiver and running back maybe. About to go hit up Brandon because Brees Hall just went out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You gotta you, coming for you, Brando. You gotta look at what happens to teams too. Like if they lose somebody big, like they need a running back, they need a receiver. Yeah, you have to constantly be looking at other teams. Look at their needs, w- what they need, and what you have to give. You gotta offer teams trades that make sense. You yeah. know, and if you're in any league worth its, you know, payout, you have to hit up teams with trades that make sense. You know, they're not just going to trade with you for no reason, especially if they're a good team, like a winning team. Yeah, and the guys out there that just send fucking bullshit trades. For stars. Like like like, gar- like three garbage players for one star. Like, knock it off. Like you're not, <laughs> Stop doing that shit. Like, you're not fooling anybody. Like, like stop. D- you might stop. fool somebody, but, like, it's yeah, just... Yeah, but especially guys in a league where they know everybody else knows what they're doing. Like, stop it. You're wasting your fucking thumb strength. I I I don't get it. Like like I don't, especially like in the dynasty league. Yeah, like like, like people I'll give send you, like draft pick, like second and third round picks for like elite players and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you three thirds for fucking Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and it's like if I'm a bad team, like 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 I don't care. If I'm a bad team, I'm not giving Saquon to the six and one team. In my league, like, yeah, like well, you I'm gotta not, give up a lot. You better that. give me a damn good offer. Like, you know, if I'm a bad, I'm not giving Justin Jefferson to the five and two team, the seven and zero oh team. The I don't fucking care. Like, it better be something fucking good. Like, I don't. And you also gotta look at your past moves if you're trading. Like at this point in the season, like if you're looking to make moves, try and stay away from reacquiring players that you traded away. Yeah. And also, don't offer players that somebody traded away to that fucking player. Because that happens to me all the time. Like, I traded away Curtis Samuel, and somebody offers me Curtis Samuel. Like, why do you fucking think I got him off my team in the first place? There, There's just players like that every year, I feel like, where there are the guys just getting thrown in trades. Yeah. No, like, it's, like, it's Curtis Samuel this like, year. Like, you just got to gotta look at and, and, uh, everybody's past moves, your past moves, what they need, what you need, and that's how you make a good trade. You got to give up something to get something. So... Stop trying to fucking rob people when you're struggling because you're not going to win every trade. Even trades that are even, 
sometimes they end up working in someone's favor on either side. That will eventually make people not want to trade with you, too. If you keep just constantly trying to rob people, like you don't want to give up. It's going to make people not want to trade with you. You want to be an attractive trade partner. You don't want to be the guy that's dubbed as, oh, he's just trying to fuck everyone over. Yeah, he don't want to trade with you. I mean, you always want to look for some kind of edge in your trades. Duh. What? Who doesn't? But it's when you're blatantly trying to rob somebody constantly over and over again, and you won't give up any of your good players, and you only want their good players. It's not a good recipe for for future business, if you will. And you need to take chances. And you do need to trades. take chances. Like you need to, not every trade is so black and white. Like, I took a chance trading away Ramondre Stevenson and Sutton so I could get consistency and boom at the quarterback position. Like... Which is what you, your team was lacking. Which is what I was lacking. Like, did I want to just give up, like, like fucking Garrett Wilson and, and Chase Edmonds and get Jalen Hurts? Of course, I would love to do that. But it doesn't work that way. You got to give up players to get... You got to give up value to get value. and that's, No fantasy player worth their time is going to take a trade like that. Yeah. Anybody worth their bread and fucking butter, they are not listening to you at all. And Anybody I, worth their league fee. Anybody, yeah. Especially if people are paying money, they're taking that shit seriously, and they're gonna throw your dog yeah. shit trade right back in your fucking. A lot of people are in like couple hundred dollar leagues, you know, like. Yeah, I, I mean, we're basically in a hundred dollar league. Oh yeah, I, I mean, some people are doing five thousand dollar leagues. That's fucking crazy. I I went on FFPC and I was looking at like contests and stuff and like other leagues. They have. Flash you. Anyway, <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they have, um, like $25,000 leagues and shit. Not 25000 Imagine having money to throw around like $10,000 leagues. Like, imagine that. Imagine being last place in a fucking $10,000 league. I don't even have $10,000. Like, imagine, I don't, no. like, like, imagine being able to just put that in a fantasy football league. I don't even have a fucking hundred dollars to put in the fantasy football <laughs> like, league right now. Like, give me a break. That's crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have money, but maybe someday we will. Hopefully someday. Yeah. What about you, Plank? You got anything to add? I think Plank's already said enough yeah. today. I think he's kind of done for today. He's, I think we are too. He's had it. But, uh... That was a good uh, range of topics we covered today. We held our own. Two out of three uh, co-hosts. And then Plank, you know, filling in, doing what he does. Thanks, Plank. But uh, I think that wraps it up for today. So thank you, Buds, for listening. And uh, good luck this week in week eight. See you next Peace time. Peace out.